Bauer, Senior Writer for Real-Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. Now, on today's show, I'm going to do something a little different this week. I'm going to fly solo on the podcast, and I'm going to talk about some position battles and tough decisions for fantasy teams, and I'm also going to go in to a detailed look on how I prepare for a draft. I have a big draft this coming weekend with a lot of my coworkers and friends, and it's a league I love to play in and a league I love to prepare for. So I'm going to tell you just exactly how I prepare for my draft to maybe give you a few pointers as you get ready for draft day in all of your leagues. Before I get to that, though, I wanted to tell you, now is the time to sign up for the Fantasy Championship. We are almost sold out. We are just over 90% sold out for the Fantasy Championship this year, and this is the premier high-stakes Fantasy Championship on the web. We give away $200,000 to the grand prize, as well as $1,500 in league fees, league prizes, I should say, and your league fee is $250 per team or three for $700. Just go to fantasychampionship.com to sign up today. I would do it as soon as possible so you can get in the league today and get a chance to win that $200,000 grand prize. Again, go to the fantasychampionship.com. And now here's a couple position battles of note uh, I wanted to talk about. First off, Jacksonville. We all know Marquise Lee went down for the season with a knee injury. He's done. So that leaves D.D. Westbrook and Keelan Cole to battle it out for the number one receiver duties for Jacksonville. I think it's a good question on who I would take come draft day. Right now, I've Cole just slightly ahead of Westbrook in my rankings. I've Cole 46 and Westbrook 51. I like Cole just a little more. He averaged nearly 18 yards per reception last year and showed very well with his expanded work. I think he has a little more ideal size and strength for the position and runs better routes overall than Westbrook. Westbrook lacks a little bulk and might not be a great fit for the outside just yet. He might work better in the slot. So for me, I give Cole a little bit of an advantage here. I think he's worth a look as a late-round player. Someone has to lead that team in targets, and I think it could be Cole. So I would give him a shot come draft day. Another position battle of note for fantasy teams is in Tampa Bay. You have O.J. Howard and Cameron Braid at tight end. These guys are really right next to each other in my rankings. I have Howard 17 and Braid 18, so this is a little bit of a toss-up. But for me, I think Howard just carries a little more potential for big things. He's coming into his own in year two. He scored six touchdowns on just 26 catches last year. I think he's a big mismatch for defenders because of his size and speed. So I like him for a little more big playability than Braid. Braid's more of a consistent pass catcher, who will get his work, and he might even start, but I think Howard could get more playing time in the end because he's the better blocker of the two. So I give a slight side advantage to Howard in this one, and I think he's, he's another guy worth a look as a number two tight end. Could be a good platoon option for fantasy teams. In the last position battle of note I wanted to talk about was in New England. The running back situation in New England. It's a bit of a mess. Sony Michelle is back practicing, though, from his minor knee surgery. And he's looking pretty good, apparently. Rex Burkhead probably is a favorite to open the season as a starter. And James White's likely to be the third down back. And Jeremy Hill could end up getting the goal line carries. But for me, I still like Michelle out of this group. I know a lot of people are high on Burkhead. And he's the first Patriots running back off the board in most drafts right now. But the guys never run for more than 350 yards in a season. So that concerns me. I think Michelle's the guy the Patriots are going to lean on once he's healthy and up to speed in the offense. I still think he carries big potential. I think he could be a bit of a bargain for fantasy teams right now. Michelle's dropped because of his knee injury in in the ADP, so 
I think Michelle could be a good mid to late round look for fantasy teams. He could end up being a real steal at that position. The Patriots didn't use that high of a draft pick on him to put him on the bench. So I think Michelle's a guy I like the best in that New England running back situation. But it's something I will definitely continue to keep an eye on as we get ready for week one. And now I wanted to talk about my draft prep for the Monkey Business League. This is the league I'm in with a lot of my friends and coworkers. And I'm going to tell you how I get ready for that draft. All right, the first thing I do is I know my league rules. I look at them inside and out. I've been in this league for a few years, so I know them pretty well already. But it's something I suggest everybody does in all their leagues. Know your league rules. you got to know what scores in your league, especially when it comes to defense. A lot of times, the top-rated defense and the 12th-rated defense, there's a minimal difference in scoring. So don't waste an early pick on a defense if there's only a one- to two-point advantage from the first-ranked defense to the 12th-ranked defense. So, again, know your league rules. That's my first thing I do when I get ready for a draft. All right, after that, rankings. So I go through, get my rankings in order. I print them out, get them in front of me, and then after I do that, I go through and I cross off the players that were kept. So this is a keeper league. You can keep two people in this league. You have to move up one spot from where you drafted them last year. So, for example, I'm keeping Devontae Freeman and Michael Thomas. Devontae Freeman cost me a seventh-round pick because I got him in the eighth round last year because of the keeper rule in our league. I took him the previous year in the ninth round. So you got to keep giving up a pick higher than where you had him last year. So I like Freeman. I have him as a seventh-round pick. And Michael Thomas, I got him as a steal as a rookie. So he's still only costing me a tenth-round pick. So I have two top players uh, on my team already, and it's just costing me a seventh and tenth-round pick. So after I do that with my rankings, I go through and, like I said, I cross off all the players kept. So I go through and cross off all the players that are kept in my league to know who's available out there. And then after that, I like to tier my rankings. I think this is very important for fantasy owners to do. Go through and tier those rankings. Look at the running back spot. See what you feel comfortable with as the number one running back. So if you're looking at your rankings and you see maybe LaShawn McCoy or Royce Freeman as a as a number one back, but after that, you might have Jay Ajayi or Alex Collins, and you're like, I think that guy's more of a number two back. So put a line under Freeman and then know who your number one running back targets are. These are guys you're comfortable with as your number one running back. And as they get low, and if you don't have one, go ahead and make a selection there. But if there's a lot of them available and the number one wide receivers, in your opinion, are getting low, go ahead and act on a number one receiver. I think it's very important to tier your rankings so you don't reach for a player too soon. And it's also very important to print off the ADP sheet, another reason that will help you not reach for a player too soon. I do that as well. I like to have the ADP next to me to make sure I'm not acting too early when it comes to drafting a player. So, again, I, I can't stress enough. I would tier your rankings. It's very, very important to get your targets in order to make sure you know what you're comfortable with, with a number one receiver, number one running back, number one tight end, so you don't reach too soon when players are getting taken off the board. So go ahead, tier those rankings. I can't stress that enough. So after I tier my rankings, I like to go through and look at my rankings and get a red highlighter and highlight players I consider risks. These are guys with injury problems or maybe position issues that carry maybe a little more risk than your normal player. These are guys that I might not take come draft day, but if they're at the right price, I'm never going to cross a player off. So 
if someone like LaShawn McCoy, who I consider has a lot of risk for this coming year because of his age and his off-the-field issue from earlier this season, uh, I consider him a risk. But if he falls to me at the right price, I'm still going to take him. But again, I want to have these players marked so I know not to reach for them if they come up and they're available and I'm wondering why they're available. So go through and mark your guys in red that are risks. That's something else I like to do. And after that, I go through and highlight my targets. These are guys that I consider uh, players that I'd like to get maybe in the mid-rounds. I usually don't uh, highlight my yellow player, uh, highlight my players in yellow that are going to be taken early in the draft because everybody's going to take those guys. But I like to go through maybe highlight some sleepers, guys I consider that could have those breakthrough years this year. Maybe someone like a Cameron Meredith. I was higher on him earlier in the offseason. I'm a little more sour on him because of his injury issues right now. But still, he's a guy I might target later in drafts. So go through and maybe just highlight some players in yellow that you like as targets. That's another thing I do to help me get ready for draft day. After that, so I have my rankings in order. I have my players highlighted. I have my rankings tiered. So then I look at the draft order and figure out a plan. So in this league, I am picking 11th overall. I lost in the Super Bowl last year, so I don't have an optimal pick. But I actually don't mind picking 11 because I like having those back-to-back picks uh, close to each other. I'd rather be there than in the middle of the middle of the draft this year. So I'm picking 11th, and there's three people getting kept ahead of me. So in that first round, I have the eighth eighth pick. And I have Devontae Freeman on my roster already and Michael Thomas, like I said. So with that first pick, I'm probably going to be looking running back, number one running back, hopefully, if they're available right now. Le'Veon Bell, Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Joe Mixon are available. So maybe one of those guys will fall to me with that eighth pick in the first round. That would be nice. I'd probably target one of those guys. But then after that, There's a lot of good receivers still left. DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams. So in this league, since I already have a good running back and receiver, I still think I want to go running back and receiver. That's a plan I have in a lot of my drafts. I like to have two running backs, two receivers after my first four picks. So I will probably look receiver and running back with these first two picks in this league. I'm hoping maybe one of those top number one backs still left or available because I have Freeman and Freeman right now is not exactly a number one back. He's more of a number two. So I would still like to get a top back. And then after that, I'll likely get another very good receiver to pair with Michael Thomas. So I like that combination right there. And that's probably what I'm going to do with my first couple picks. And I like to have a plan with that. And then maybe in the next round, I'll look to add more running back depth and maybe even receiver receiver depth. depth. There's been 11 running backs kept. So Again, I want to look running back early in this league because there's been so many capped, and we all know the position is very important, especially this year after last season when all the elite backs pretty much carried fantasy teams to playoffs last year. So I want to load up on those running backs early in my draft, and that's what I'm going to look at in this league, and that's probably how I'm going to approach things with the monkey business league early in the draft. And I I don't really have a plan for my entire draft where I map out who I want each round. I go in more in the beginning of the draft and have some targets for players I think could fall to me, and then I adjust from there. I don't like to have a set plan saying, hey, in the sixth round, I want to take Golden Tate or Brandon Cooks or whatever. I, I don't like to do that. I like to be a little flexible. I will I will say that I do like to, I like to have a plan with positions 
with the quarterback position, tight end position this year. I really want to wait on those. I'm not big on going on tight end very early. Maybe Jimmy Graham. I think he has probably the best price of the elite tight ends. But after him, I'll wait and pair two tight ends together and platoon those guys. I really like getting a guy like David Njoku or even Tyler Eifert, who I know is injury prone. But with him, he carries high upside. So that's what I like to do with the tight end spot. Same thing with quarterback. I'm not going to act early on a quarterback this year. I just think that position is just crazy deep this year. So I'm probably going to wait until the 7th, 8th round uh, to grab someone. But again, you have to know your league. And in this league, quarterbacks tend to go a little earlier. So sometimes you might have to adjust. So again, I like to have a plan with what I want to do. But just use it as a guide. You have to be flexible come draft day. That, that's where I think having tiers helps as well. It helps you not reach for somebody too early. So you got to show flexibility. You have to adjust when picks are made. There's going to be unexpected picks made, and I know there's going to be some in this league as well. So you have to adjust on the fly, and that's where I think having tiers is really a, a helpful thing for fantasy owners. I really highly suggest, I've said it several times, but have those tiers ready for your league. And the other thing, I just mentioned this a little bit too, is just know your league. Remember tendencies from past years. Look back at past drafts. I'll do that as well. See where running uh, quarterbacks are going uh, so I have a better idea of where I might have to grab mine. Again, I, I said I like to wait, but look at tendencies. Look at tendencies for when you know those sleepers go or mid-round targets. Maybe guys get taken earlier than you expected. Just know your league. You have to know your owners. It's very important. I think that's where an advantage comes in for the savvy player, though, if they know their league. When you get in these pay-to-play leagues where you don't know anybody, you're at a little bit of a disadvantage because you don't know how things are going to go. But in a league like this where I know these owners and I know how they're going to draft, I can prepare a little better for my league than, say, a pay-to-play game. So that's why these dynasty leagues are a little more fun, in my opinion, because you can really come with a set plan, and I really try to take advantage of knowing my league inside and out. So that's that's pretty much how I get ready for my draft. Again, I'll go over it real quick. Know your league rules, then do your rankings. Cross off the players that are kept if you're in a keeper league. Then I tier my rankings. Highlight players in red I, I consider risks after that. I go through highlight players in yellow that I want as targets, guys that I may be looking at in the mid to later rounds. And then I look at the draft order, figure out a plan. Again, I'm picking eighth in the first round here, so I'm going to look and see who might fall to me with that eighth spot. And then after that, I can come up with an idea who I want with my second pick, which is shortly after that. So have a plan. And then don't necessarily stick to that plan, though. I say have a plan, then I contradict myself by saying don't stick to a plan. But you have to be able to be flexible. You have to be flexible come draft day. So this is where, again, having tiers helps. And then know your league again, know your owners, know your tendencies. So that's how I get ready for draft day. Hopefully it helps you get ready for your draft this coming weekend or next week as the season is about to kick off. I know I'm excited about it. I have a couple drafts this weekend. Really excited to kick off the coming year. And I think it's going to be a great year, especially here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Again, if you want to get in any leagues, go to our site. Go to rtsports.com. We have all sorts of pay-to-play games. Also, commissioner service. That's our bread and butter. We have a great commissioner service. So if you're still looking, find that commissioner service for this year. I highly suggest Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Go to rtsports.com. Or if you just want to get in another league, we have all sorts of options. Best ball leagues, all-American leagues, different price points, and high-stake leagues. And again, if you want to get in that fantasy championship, please sign up now. It's going to sell out. It's going to sell out quickly. So go right now to thefantasychampionship.com and sign up today. Hopefully, 
this was helpful as you get ready for a draft. This has been Jeff Power for Real Time Fantasy Sports. Have a great day, everyone.